Merry Christmas. God is good? And all the time? Hey, if you are new with us, I just want to welcome you and again say Merry Christmas to you. My name is John. I am blessed to serve as the pastor here at Hallmark and want to just thank you for taking time this Christmas season together with us and to worship Jesus. And uh, so normally what I do when I walk up here is what you just heard. I always say, God is good. You repeat all the time. Then I say all the time and you say, God is good. And you may not have been ready for it if you're new. So I'm going to give you another shot. All right. So I want you to feel apart. You guys understand what you're doing. You understand the assignment. All right. We ready? God is good. And all the time. Do you believe that? Amen. I hope you do. And I hope that if you don't know that today, God will reveal himself to you through his word. Hey, kids, are you excited for Christmas? Kids, are you excited for Christmas? So for the last 30 minutes, your parents have been telling you to be quiet, and then I get up here and ask you to yell out. So I'm going to get you in trouble. Let's try that again. Kids, are you ready for Christmas? How many of you had a cookie already this morning? How many of you took an extra one and your mom and dad didn't know about it? How many dads took an extra one? All right, we won't. All the confession today. Today we are kind of culminating a series and we've really been focusing on really one word that's been hope. Today we're going to add a couple words to that. Hope, joy, and peace. And before I get into that, I want to remind you as as uh, Jimmy invited you to come back next Sunday. Uh, did you know next Sunday is a bonus Sunday, the 53rd Sunday of the year? That doesn't happen very often. So you can be here on the 53rd Sunday. Can you do that? Yes, you can. I'm going to answer that for you. But uh, what we want to encourage you next year for 2024, our theme for the year is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your what? Trust in the Lord with all your, lean not in your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge, and he shall direct your paths. And so in order to help you this year, 2024, there is a a 31-day devotional out there. It's our Christmas gift to you this morning. Take it on your way out, and then uh, come back next Sunday. We'll be preaching on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and then January 1, all right, our encouragement to you is to start your daily reading, 31 days on the theme of trust. Now we think about trust and we think about hope. Really what we're gonna learn today is that we can't have hope and we can't have joy and we can't have peace without this word trust. We might would replace that word with faith. Without faith, without trust, there is no hope. And you know, we've been watching some movie clips the last few weeks. In a moment, we're gonna watch another movie clip. But I wanna read about three verses of scripture for you this morning that kind of set us up as we think about this word, hope. In Titus chapter two, verses 11 and three, it'll be on the screen for us. It says, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. The grace of God has appeared to all men. It's referring to Jesus. Verse 13, it says, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So at Christmas today, we we celebrate the first advent, the first coming of Jesus. But as Stephan already mentioned, we also anticipate the second 
coming of Jesus. And because of this, what Paul says is we can have a blessed hope. He goes on in chapter 3 of Titus and says, having been justified, in other words, being declared righteous by his grace. Both of these speak of grace. The only way to have hope, the blessed hope, is by the grace of God. And it says the grace, he, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Again, it's by grace. So Paul has said here in Titus that we have a blessed hope. We have our eternal hope, eternal life. And then in 1 Peter chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And, and so Christmas and Jesus' birth as we celebrate it, that would be great in of itself, but it wouldn't be life-changing. It had been just an interesting story of a man born in a manger because there was no room in the inn. But as Jimmy read about, this was prophesied 700 years earlier that God himself would become flesh and dwell among us and he would be called Emmanuel. But even in that, the promise and the, the hope would not have been fulfilled if Jesus had not been buried and come back to life. And aren't you glad that Jesus is alive? And because he's alive, we have a blessed hope. We have an eternal hope. We have a, a living hope. And that's what Christmas is all about. Now, if you're like me, you were out yesterday doing last-minute shopping. Anybody else? All right. I was walking into the store, minding my own business. And this lady says, sir, and I'm like, what did I do? She said, you might want to put some gloves on. It's a war in there. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like, I'm just going to get some shopping done. Anybody else experience a war yesterday? And sometimes in the busyness of Christmas, we can kind of forget the meaning of Christmas. And the truth is the Christmas season, although it should be filled and you see those words everywhere, hope, joy, and peace, it doesn't seem to always resonate in my life that I'm filled with hope and joy and peace. And the old Christmas story, the Charlie Brown Christmas story, Charlie Brown wrestles with this thought. What's the true meaning of Christmas? So watch the clip and see if we can learn something today. Must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Maybe Lucy's right. Among the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. You've been dumb before, Charlie Brown, but this time you really did it. <laughs> what a treat.
I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And it came to pass that in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out to the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes because he, because, oh, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now they were in the same country shepherds living out in their fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. Awesome. <laughs> awesome job, George. Thank you for, or Linus, thank you for reading that for us today. Did you catch verse number 10? The angel said to them, do not be afraid, for by, I bring you good tidings of great, what's the word? joy, which shall be to all people. 
See, the truth is we cannot have joy without Jesus. And then if you caught it again in verse number 14, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. You see, the truth is we can't have hope and we can't have joy and we can't have peace apart from Jesus. And Jesus came born in a lowly manger, lived a sinless, perfect life, hung on a cruel cross, was buried in a cold grave, came back to life three days later so that he today could offer you hope, peace, and joy. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, there's this one verse that just sticks out that I want us to read this morning because this verse reveals to us these three words. Paul says, now may the God of, what's the word? Let's try it again. Now may the God of fill you with all and in believing that you may abound in by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a powerful verse. Paul says, may the God of hope fill you. That's personal to you. Even though the Christmas season might bring chaos and a little craziness, what God wants you to know today, what his word tells for us very clearly, that the God of hope wants to fill you with joy and peace. That hope may abound in you and to you and through you by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's two important words right in the middle of this verse. It says, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. And the next two words, what are they? In believing. Going back to the word here, trust. The only way for me, the only way for you to truly experience and receive God's hope and joy and peace, the gift of Jesus, is in believing. And if you've never placed your faith, you've never trusted in Jesus for your, your salvation, your hope, your joy and peace, my challenge, my encouragement, my, my pleading with you this morning is that in this very moment, you would trust, you would place in believing God is the only way, that you must place your faith in Jesus. So this morning, if you would like to do that, if you would like to take that action step, believing, placing your faith, and trusting in Jesus, I'm going to walk you through three steps, three easy steps this morning to believe and to place your faith in Jesus. In fact, they're so easy. If you walk through Hallmark Kids, any of the classes, you're going to see these three letters, these three steps all over the walls. The first one is admit you're a sinner. In Hallmark Kids, they say the ABCs, right? So A is that we admit we're a sinner. And the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so the first step in believing, receiving the hope, the joy, peace, is first you must admit you're a sinner. So, so right now in this moment, I'm going to encourage you to take these three steps right where you're at, whether you're young, whether you're old, or in between. Right where you're at, you, you talk to the Lord. You tell him right now in this moment, God, I admit that I'm a sinner. The second step is to believe. Believe that Jesus died for you. 
The Bible says God so loved the world, he gave his only son that whoever believes will not perish but have everlasting life. If you've taken that first step, you've told God this morning, I admit I'm a sinner, then I'm gonna encourage you, take the next step. And you tell God, I believe that Jesus is the way. I believe Jesus died for me. Right there, right where you're at. It's not talking to me. I'm of no value to you. It's you talking to God. I admit I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus died for me. And then the third step, the C, is to confess your faith in Jesus. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart God has raised them from the dead, you will be saved. So, do you wanna believe today? Do you wanna receive hope, joy, and peace? Right where you're at, admit. You tell God, I admit I'm a sinner. You tell God, I believe Jesus died for me and the third step, you confess, Jesus is Lord. Right now, in fact, I'm gonna ask you just to close your eyes for a moment this morning. Just focus for a moment, right where you're seated. If you wanna take these three steps, I'm gonna walk you back through them very quickly. You talk to the Lord, you do business with God, you tell God, God, I admit that I'm a sinner. Right now, the next step, you tell God, I believe Jesus died for me. The next step, you confess, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. This morning, if, if you took those three steps right then, would you just put your hand up for a moment? Everyone's eyes are closed, I'm looking around. Just put your hand up right now. I, I took those three steps. There's one, two, three, four, five. Anyone else? Put it up high, six. Anyone on this side? Seven, eight, nine. Anyone else? 10, 11. And I would encourage you this morning, you can put your hands down. As Jimmy already instructed you, there's a QR code there. If you would scan that QR code, hit the button, I'm new. Then there's gonna be a checkbox that says, I've decided to follow Jesus. Check that box. We'll, we'll send you some more information. We wanna celebrate with you that in this moment, you've placed your faith in Jesus. That now the hope, the joy, the peace is not only with you, but is in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Can we celebrate that this morning? Let's, let's praise the Lord for what he's done, amen. And I wanna encourage you, if, if, especially you kids, I know there was a, a several kids that raised your hand this morning. If you raised your hand, probably your mom and dad already know that, but be sure and tell them that, okay? Tell them, or maybe your Sunday school teacher is here and you could go tell them that you made that decision today. I'm gonna to encourage you to get your, get your candle ready, okay? And several people are gonna start lighting the candles around you. I'm gonna start lighting mine. 
I'm going to hand this off. Steve, can I give this to you? I'm going to read for us this morning, John, when Jesus is talking, there were seven I am statements of, of Jesus. This is the one we're celebrating today. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Aren't you thankful for Jesus this morning? You guys are distracted trying to get your candles lit. You know, I love what this is a picture of. Jesus came as the light of the world, but then when he left, he said, as a follower of Jesus, you are now the light of the world. And we're supposed to shine our light so others will believe. And this is a picture of that as you light the person's candle next to you. It's a picture of you sharing Jesus with somebody today. The light of life.